What's up, friends? I'm Tara P, and you're listening to Positive Perspectives. Well, guys, how is it going out there? I feel a little flustered just trying to get this episode set up. In case you guys don't know this, I am definitely not a tech whiz, and doing like the editing side of things and figuring out like how the audio all works, it's not just like as simple as I mean, it can be, but it's not always as simple as just like plugging in my mic and like it's good to go. There's certain settings that have to be right, and sometimes I don't even know what setting it's on, but it'll come through and it'll be choppy, and I'll just kind of push a few different buttons and eventually it works. So I'm here, but just wanted to give you guys a little behind the scenes. If you guys saw this episode, I'm so excited to bring it to you because you are getting a behind the scenes of what I hosted last Wednesday, which was the Women Wonderland Empowerment Panel. And you guys, it was so much fun. I mean, I knew it was going to be a really good and fun opportunity and exciting opportunity, but it just totally exceeded my expectations. And so just to rewind a little bit. Probably, if you guys listen, you might know this, but probably two months ago, Maddie from the Beauty Boost Boise reached out and asked if I wanted to help host this event coming up. And instantly I said, yes, that sounds like so much fun, a great opportunity. Don't know what that means, but I'm down. And I'm like, so like, what are the other podcasters doing for like recording? And she was like, no, no, you're the only host. Like you're doing this, bring your own stuff. Like we'd love for you to record the episode and host the panel, ask the different questions. And so it's like, great. I'll figure it out. So got off that call, went to Google and literally searched like, how does one host a panel? I had no idea what I was doing. How do you find a certain topic and ask a variety of different guests with so many different backgrounds, different questions, tie them all in, keep the audience engaged. Like there's just so many things that I didn't know what to do, but just started kind of Googling and figured that would try and do it similar to my episodes where you guys would get a little clip behind the scenes of kind of who each person is and then had an opportunity to ask each of them a couple questions. So I know you guys are going to enjoy that part, but then after the event, no way I could get the behind the scenes of that but you did miss out but we had a few different vendors there and I just thought it was such a great variety of vendors there was clothing to cranial sacral therapy to a braid lounge a spa booth just such a variety of different vendors that was so fun and all the women there were just so engaging and so easy to talk to so I felt like I did better than I was maybe anticipating it went better than I expected and that is just something that like I need to work on. It's something that I really struggle with like having the confidence going into an event and it's something that I feel like it's always been a part of me. Like even when I was a young kid playing soccer, I always felt like embarrassed if anyone but my parents showed up, whether it was like friends or a guy I was seeing. Like I was like, no, please don't come. Like just the pressure, just un- unnecessary stress. So was definitely feeling anxious going into it. I did have friends show up, which it was just so great to see them and have the support. But something else I felt like I also had to focus on was like the recording part of things. And I was telling my friends before the event, I was like, to be honest, I don't know how this is going to work. Like there are eight different women here. We have three different mics. Like, I don't know if I want to ask everyone to pass it around. Like the space, the ceiling's so big. I don't know how the audio is going to be. And so I was a little stressed about that part before. And probably like 15 minutes before we went on, I like made an executive decision and was like, you know what? I just want to be present in this moment and not focus on the mic. So had everything set up and ready to go. I had three different mics kind of just like angled in different directions. But 
decided I wasn't going to worry about everyone passing the mics, like who I was going to ask. And to my surprise, and luckily for you guys, the audio turned out and I just could not believe it. I mean, of course, it's not like the best quality, but I did my uh, best technical skills to edit this and try to like turn down some of like the laughters or like lift up some people's voices because they were a little bit further from the mic. So hopefully it's an episode that comes through well because I just felt like there was so much information that came through from such a variety of different women. And like I said, you'll get their bios a little bit in the beginning and then was able to ask them some questions. But I am hoping to one day, maybe on season three, dive into some of these ladies' stories. You guys are also able to find them. I'll make sure and tag them on the Instagram post. But it was just such a fun event and just a just a really good reminder that anytime you have something where there's like fear associated with it, like say yes to it because there's so much like joy and I just felt so proud like leaving that event and it is such a great and rewarding feeling. So if you guys are ever in that opportunity or that position where you're presented with something and your first instinct is like, ooh, like maybe like, but I'm a little like fearful. I just want to encourage you to say yes, jump in and do it because you can prove yourself wrong and the feeling on the other side is absolutely worth it. So without further ado, please sit back and enjoy this episode with our guest from the Women Wonderland panel. My name is Marissa. Um, I recently did some big mental health changes within the last year. Um, So I went to counseling and, and took care of myself mentally and it's led me to where I am today. Um, I lost a lot of weight. Last year I was 170, pushing 170 pretty much, and now I'm 119. So not only emotional weight from my ex-relationship, but also weight because I was tired of where I was in life. So a lot of my changes have been internal, um, and I aspire to inspire others that were struggling once where I was before and unhappy and whatever they're doing. So I'm figuring life out again. Um, and it's a journey, a non-stop journey, but I'm excited and I'm embracing every moment of it, so. Hi, my name's Katherine Avery. I'm a certified life coach. I've been certified for over two years before that self-employed personal trainer. Uh, my platform is Resiliency, Courage, Grit, and Grace, and if 2020 and on has taught us anything about those four qualities is that we all realized where we were lacking and what we needed to do to uh, develop and cultivate more of those qualities. So, um, hugely passionate about it because it's something I've had to use in my life. Let's see, real quick, married at 20, baby at 21, another baby at 24, divorced after I moved to Boise, Idaho four months later, no family, no money, no job, no friends, nothing. And I had to use those qualities that I was raised with. I grew up on a ranch in Northern California and use those to develop myself. And it was like sink or swim. And I chose to swim, but along the way, many setbacks. Um, God, my credit score was like 517. I mean, if that that tells you anything, you know. Um, You know, I had one serious boyfriend in the meantime, shattered, broke my heart. He left after my son got very sick and he couldn't hang. And I used that heartbreak and that pain to say, you know what, I'm going to do my calling, which is life coaching, which I knew is what I wanted to do, but I kept putting it off. So I didn't want to invest in myself and the money. And I used that heartbreak and that pain as a super fertile soil for growth. And I've been doing it ever since, and it's has it been easy? No, um, but 
I'm able to stand on my own two feet and be an entrepreneur with a woman with no college education, raised in a high demand religion, and was just taught to get married and have babies. So who would have thought? Yes. <laughs> Um, I'm Casey. I'm one half of Authentically Blonde. Um, we are a YouTube channel dedicated to all things mental health, body positivity, and just overall wellness. And do you want to say more? Yeah, um, I'm Lexi. I'm the other half. And um, Casey and I, we met playing volleyball at NNU out in Nampa. Um, so that's kind of where we got to know each other. We just kind of recognized that we have been through a lot of the same struggles with mental health and body image and wish we had someone when we were younger to go to and relate to about those struggles. And so we're like, we should start a YouTube channel and talk about things that people don't like to talk about. So that's kind of a little bit about us. Yeah. I'm Ashley. I'm Jackie. We own Rocky Mountain Balloons. Um, how we start? We started uh, during our first wedding. Mm -hmm. I begged for balloons. She was like, "Why do you want balloons?" And I was like, uh, "Because you know, I was going through like Pinterest. You know how you have like your big old board for your wedding." And so like, I told you one of those at the time that wasn't a thing. Uh, you should see what I say versus what we did. Um, yeah, it was like if you ever watched Nailed It.
to extensions is just a really good alternative if you can't do extensions. But through it all, I've learned that I super love to help women kind of feel on the outside how wonderful and beautiful they are on the inside. So that's my true passion, and that's just a little about me. And they look so good. My name's Jamie. I am the owner of Hayes Company Boutique in the back. I'm from Boise. I left for seven years and went to Los Angeles and went to school for fashion. And when I moved home, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, there's no big designers out here. I don't know what to do with what my passion is. And I started as an online boutique in 2018, and it didn't really do very much. I was a server in the evenings. And um, in May of last year, 2020, I got offered the space that we have now, which is downtown Boise. And um, I knew, I was like, the guy was like, you have one hour to let me know if you want the space, and it was such a good price. Right. And I was like, I'm in the middle of, pan like, the beginning of a pandemic, I thought it was the middle of it, but it was And I was like, I'm going to do it. And I still serve in the evenings, um, and it's been awesome. And it's been a struggle, for sure, like we're going to talk about, but it's been definitely, I have Elise in the back of me, and she's my rock. Like, I don't know what I would do without her, and the two of us just kind of take it head on. Well, thank you, ladies, just, like, for being here. I'm just excited to hear about a little bit of every part of your story, just because, like I say on my podcast, like, we are only where we are at today through our past struggles, and I think that the only way that we're going to succeed in life is by leaning on each other and being honest and being vulnerable through our stories, because... We are so much, we have so much more in common than we do um, our differences, and I think we only experience that when we can have these kind of like real, real and vulnerable conversations. So um, I've never hosted a panel before, so you guys bear with me, um, but just plan to go through and kind of ask you guys questions about your story and open up conversation maybe at the end. So um, Catherine, I'm going to start with you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> As you're drinking. No, it's just water, it's right. No. Um, but I just love your story because I feel like you mentioned that you're at a point in your life where you can really just own who you were, own your past. And so going through your experiences, did you have empowering women surrounding you during that time, or do you have them with you today? Oh, did I have empowering women? women with me at the time well when I moved to Boise no I, I mean I had zero friends here I had zero family here and I found myself uh, getting arrested after I uh, got really quiet in here <laughs> it's okay it's all right I'm not it's all right it's fine it's fine it's all right yeah there was, there was a time in my life when I drank I would break out in handcuffs so like I don't <laughs> record and uh, you know because I was so upset I was gonna show him I'm mad I was and I screwed myself you know so and I think we do that a lot right like we get so angry we uh, only hurt ourselves in the process thinking we're gonna hurt someone else and that that never works so um, so no I had no one um, but I did have a few friends left over from LA and um, you know one of the best some of the best advice I ever got was you know well I was worried about going in with my ex-in-laws to a room because everyone knew it was like a small town scandal like whatever and um she said you know Catherine you walk in there and you put your chin up and your shoulders back and your head's gonna be held up high and you're gonna act like a lady 
And I was like, it's probably the best advice I ever got. And I still try to do that, yeah. you know? Um, but now I have cultivated friendships since then, but it's been a, a, an effort. It's been something that I've tried to do. I mean, I went on Bumble BFF to like make friends, you know? I mean, that's what you gotta do because we aren't meant to do life alone. You know, like we are meant for connection, we're meant for that. And, you know, I think I'm like this lone wolf, this alpha female that can do shit on her own. And you know what, it's not true. Because uh, that kind of thinking got me in some trouble. You know, like I need my ladies around me. You know, all types of ladies. So, yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, I have good friendships now. <laughs> and I strive to be a good friend as well. It was a long time ago. <laughs> but part, part of that story, I don't mind sharing it, is because... I think that it's very important for us to own our story. Now, obviously, you don't tell everyone everything, and you have to be in a safe place. Um, but, but when we try to pretend parts of our story didn't happen or that it didn't impact us, then we're lying to ourselves. And when we lie to ourselves, we can't be ourselves, and then we can't give our gifts to the world, and then we wonder why we're so miserable and stagnant all the time. Yeah. Well, even, like, just you saying, um, getting on Bumble BFF, like, it's something that I've heard about, but, like, it, I think, like, there's this, like, stigma around it. Like, I have friends that have moved to different towns, and that's what we talk about. Like, how do you meet people at this that's how. of your life? Yeah. <laughs> I went on two bad dates, and on my third day, I found, like, the love of my life. No. <laughs> but it only takes one connection yes. to and then it starts. somebody. And exactly. then it starts to compound. Yeah. We actually mm -hmm. met on Tinder. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We had on one date, and we were inseparable. Well, like, right. And that's how my the BFF Bumble was. I want to get on there. Why not? I keep hearing about it. Yeah. 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 They also have a, a networking as well. They do dating, BFF, and networking. Oh, that's oh. cool. Lexi and Casey. So I feel like you guys are kind of at a point where your life is just getting started. And so I think it's so cool that you guys are doing this YouTube channel that you're able to take everyone along through the journey with you. And so have you guys met other like-minded women or people that inspire you since doing this? Yeah, so we actually recently met with this other duo, I would say. They're called From Grads to Glory, and they're former BSU swimmers, actually. And so we kind of connected because we both played sports, and their um, mission is more speaking towards how to move on past college athletics, kind of, which, um, which is, like, it's really hard to do. And Lexi's has been going through that this past year, and I'm just finished volleyball, so I'm going to start entering that journey and so it's been really cool to see other people kind of going through the same things that we did and I mean we started this vlog because we felt really alone in all the things that we were feeling like we didn't think athletes were supposed to feel anxious when they stepped on the court you're taught to be confident and strong and like not afraid of the ball coming over the net but me and Lexi step on the court and are afraid <laughs> and think about how we look in our uniforms and we thought we were the only ones. So then when we found that kind of connection for us, that's why we started this vlog. But then since then, it's been cool to see other people kind of dealing with similar things. Yeah. I feel like growing up, like, it's always like, there's help. Like, you can ask for help. Mm -hmm. Like, my mom's here and she's always been <laughs> awesome to like, I'm going to help you. And she is like, I don't know, she's just awesome. And like, my other <laughs> friend's here. And so I think growing up, the thing was like, my mom is awesome, but like, who can I relate to? that's my age because I'm the only like 14, 15 year old girl going through all this anxious crap right now. <laughs> Even now we're 20 yeah. years old, 22 years old. But yeah, once I met Casey, I was, she was honestly probably the first person that I like fully opened up to about struggles that I've gone through with anxiety and about body image struggles. And one night we were in McCall at a cabin and we just had like this epiphany, like, wow, 
like we have like a lot of the same experiences like we can't be the only ones so um, just starting this channel I think has like a lot of people have reached out and DM'd us their stories which is like mm -hmm. super impactful to us like we can share our stories but it's also impactful to get them back and know that we aren't alone nobody's alone and that it's okay to ask for help so I mean the connections we made have just been really impactful for us mm -hmm. so. yeah that was something, I can't recall if it was you guys or somebody else, but just saying like the power of social media is so cool because mm -hmm. I feel like we can often hear all these negatives about social media and how mean people can be and it's so true, but there is so much power and you can find so many, so many like-minded women and businesses that you can support and really make genuine connections on social media. So mm -hmm. I think it, if you use it correctly, you can really use it as like a tool to enhance your life. So that's awesome. Um, Jeannie, so I know being a Boise local, did you ever think that you would open your own store, like, in downtown Boise? No. No? <laughs> no. I, when I was in Los Angeles, I was like, there's no way I'm going back. Like, it's such a small town. This is my life. And then when I came home, I was so happy I did. And I was like, I can't believe it took me this long. And you couldn't pay me all the money in the world to go back to Los Angeles. Like, <laughs> it's just such a different life. And coming home, too, to a bigger city than when I left it, because seven years is such a long time to leave a place like Boise where we, you know, we have grown so much. I always knew I wanted to open a boutique, but I never thought it would be here. Yeah. And now that I have, I like, I'll, our plan is to extend to other states and to eventually grow into like a much bigger business. Uh -huh. um, but for right now, like we're so happy that we decided to make this change. Yeah. Was opening a boutique, like the storefront, completely different than doing the online side of things? Or oh my gosh. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I still to this day, we've been open for almost a year and every single day I learn something or I look back and I'm like, I cannot believe how stupid that decision was when I first opened. And like, and that's just what it is. It's trial and error and finding what works best for you. Like when we opened, I, we carried mostly higher end garments for like the working woman, you know, and now we kind of tailor more to like, I don't want to say lower in prices because they're still well made. But they're not $115 shirts, they're $45 shirts. Right. And they're more for, you know, 18 to 35 as opposed to 35 to 65. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of just had to like pivot and transition into what we see as working for us in the community around us. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Marissa, so you touched on how 2020 was just a really big year for you and your mental health journey. And so what were some of like the tools and strategy that you have learned to focus on the self-love that you have really like learned to grow? For me, I grew up different. Um, I lost my dad when I was 10 years old. So it was like a roller coaster of emotions. I didn't know how to process them. I didn't even know like where to begin with all that. And I wasn't open or accepting of like help, like counseling and things like that at that time and so young. I lost a big part of my life and I let it affect me pretty much, I would say all of my life and up until last year. Um, I think I got tired of my own miserableness and how I was treating myself, but treating others around me and just things like that, that I was just like, this is not who I am. This is not who I want to be. I was wearing my emotions on my sleeve. I was constantly letting people and things get to me um, and just dwelling on everything in life. And I was just tired. I, I also was in a comfortable relationship for seven years. Um, it wasn't always sunshine and roses. There was a lot of infidelity and things that I kind of accepted because I accepted the love that I thought that I deserved losing my dad at such a young age and not really having those values that 
as a woman, we should be respecting ourselves to say, okay, it's time to go, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So for me, I think it was just finally that turning. I was 25 and I was like, uh, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) So I was just like, okay, well, what are we going to do to take the steps to heal? Um, if it wasn't for my mom who actually encouraged me to go to counseling with her because me and her had a rough, basically growing up since I lost my dad. We were not perfect at all. We barely even had a relationship for that matter. So um, for us to heal from all that childhood trauma and to be able to talk to each other and communicate and let everything out on the table pretty much is how I was able to become who I am today because healing from that made me want to keep healing and doing it on my own and then realizing who I am again, realizing my self-worth, the love, everything that I wasn't doing before that. Yeah. So, coming from that, <laughs> I'm like, no, because um, my dad was my life, you know, and it just affected me very, very bad. Yeah. So, I, coming from that, and then not only that, but toxic family who have always been judgmental, rude to each other, and things like that, just coming from that, where we don't, they used to consider it crazy if you were going to counseling or doing things like that, like, oh, you're crazy, why do you need counseling? No, you're not crazy. Everybody needs to take care of themselves. Um, We all grow up differently, and it always stems from childhood, so I got very passionate about that. Once I started healing and once I started growing, it was just like a 360. So I was like, okay, so it's possible to do it, but it has to start with mental first. Um, Once I started changing my mental and my positiveness, I ended up going to the gym. That was another mental outlet, and so it was just like, everything kind of chimed in together as it needed to be. Um, I started losing the weight, meal prepping, focusing on what I loved, and figuring out who I was as a woman. Because I literally, my whole life, I was in relationships. (laughs) So, Mm. I mean, just kind of growing from that and depending on someone for your own happiness is really what led me here today. Mm -hmm. And just realizing that we are actually capable of anything that we want we just have to be consistent and we have to try and it all starts with you because if you don't want it bad enough it's not going to happen yeah and everybody can want it for you but if you don't want it bad enough for yourself it's never going to happen yeah so yes. well, that's a little bit of why i'm so here today <laughs> there's a lot but <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot but i love that just like because you have to take that like one small step in order to kind of like build that self-confidence and to find that like little mini victory to be like okay i was able to do this like what is now like the next small thing and then that confidence kind of builds over time and can help grow a little bit but it's like a snowball effect yeah exactly because once you get once you pass one hurdle you're just like okay what else can i do what else can i conquer you know that i didn't feel like i could before Mm -hmm. so it's it's very much empowering and when people message me because i do share it on social media of course um, my workouts and things being at the gym and so everybody's like how did you do it how did you come from this to that and I'm like uh well I got my mind right <laughs> yeah that was the biggest step of all was getting healing healing and and staying positive throughout all the triumphs and tribulations just everything because there's always going to be good and bad but it's the way that you view it and your perspective on it is what's truly changed and adjusted in my life where now I don't dwell on things that are negative I said okay I use it as fuel yeah how are we gonna what can you do you mm-hmm. know to make it better mm-hmm. so that's a little bit how I got here I'm <laughs> like really just yeah. yes yes the resilience, resilience like she said yeah. is that and Push getting yourself up even when you don't want to get up 
Yeah. I mean, and there's many days where I don't want to get up. Mm -hmm. But then once you're, you get up and you get yourself there, you never regret it. Yep. Mm -hmm. You never regret it. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. Well, so Ashley and Jackie, speaking of resilience, I feel like you guys started, like you said, doing your own DIY wedding to now not only just owning one business, but two. And so what has that transition been like? You guys touched on it a little bit, but... How does one go from just having like an idea and a hobby to creating a business and now opening a store in like a couple years? That's nice. crazy. Yeah, that <laughs> like <know>. nice. <laughs> I think just creating has always been something I loved and I think we share the same. Yeah. I think finding something that we truly was passionate about. Um, it's silly because you think of balloons like it's just balloons, but when you see the look on people's faces and how they feel after you create something that truly touches them or helps them celebrate these special moments, it's, I mean, nothing can take that feeling away. And so um, just being able to share that with the Treasure Valley and like all different types of like people and occasions or, that's just been motivating right. in general. And I want to say too that, you know, um, you know, we had zero dollars going into this. like. Yeah. You weren't independently wealthy? It was like one one wedding DIY and that money went towards the next DIY mm -hmm. for someone else. And then that one went to the next one. It was like gambling. Not so, gambling, I think more like investing in ourselves. That's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 no, I mean, you know, and, um, just using what you have and like your ability, like using what you have and being able to share it the best way you can. Right. And like the first couple of ones were, they weren't great. The first like six months weren't the best, No. you know, um, decor pieces, but <laughs> we always wanted to make it better and better than the, the last. Right. And we just like pushed ourselves uh, further and further and we, um, she was actually pushing me too because I didn't want a, my own business. I didn't want to do this. Um, I was perfectly happy working for the man. Like I didn't care, you know? And, um, but she was like, you know, her Capricorn self was pushing me and saying like, you need to, you know, have your own business, you need to quit your job, you need to stop working at Starbucks. This She was so unhappy. Was um, so unhappy. The way she proposed was during an anxiety attack. Right. She was supposed to <laughs> propose <laughs> on Christmas. It was three days before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and she freaked out talking about, you know, she hates his job. She was um, sexually harassed. And mm -hmm. I was like, that's enough. Like, we're going to figure this out. You're going to quit. You're going to leave. And during that time, I was working at um, Urban Outfitters and the chocolate bar, and managing um, sketches at the mall. And so I was like, I got this, like, you, we'll figure it out. Like, doing your jobs. Yeah, it was, anyways, find what you love and keep doing it, because eventually something will spark within that. Right. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And that's gonna like drive you, because it's just, it's not about the money, it's just because you're passionate about right. it, and you want yeah. to do it. I right. think that's important. It was big time hustling, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Number one. <laughs>
when I first started doing lashes, I wasn't looking for making any sort of product at all. I just wanted to do lashes. But like learning now that that's my personality is I will just take whatever I'm doing and I'll try to make it better. It's just like, I can't help it. <laughs> so um, at the time I was like, I have no idea how to do this. And I made so many mistakes, like so many mistakes. If I could do it again, I would not have gotten my lash wrap patented, like, cause that's a ton of money. And I mean, there's so many things that I would do over differently. And, um, but through the process of just doing it, just like, figure I don't know, out. but I'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, made it so that I could get the confidence enough to then during the pandemic be like, I can do this and it's not even a big deal. Like, so um, I had been thinking about it for a couple of years and then during the pandemic, it was like blaring me in the face. Like this is a problem that people need, need fixing for. And so um, how someone starts, you just like take one day at a time. It's really like what they were saying. You just one day at a time. And I learned so many lessons from the first seven years. Like I have not taken a cent from my first company. Like I've worked for free for seven years. Like nobody knows how many nights that I've stayed up late and it's all been for free, but it, not really because it got me to where I am today. Mm -hmm. And the idea that I had during the pandemic was like, there's no way I could have ever thought of that without all the other things first. So mm -hmm. just just like own your process, right? Because who knows where I'm gonna be in 10, ten years from now, right? But yeah. like every single day you just do what you can and then, and then you learn and never think of it as a failure because oh my gosh, I could totally call myself a failure. Like, mm -hmm. really, really good. But I'm not gonna, because I learned from those experiences and then we move on and and um, create something bigger, better, something that we're more passionate about. And So they're all just life lessons and just don't call yourself failures, just continue. And then just take it one day at a time. And um, we literally started with like me making them in my dining room and and now you know I don't have to do that anymore, which is great. <laughs> so that's you know, crazy. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, Lexi and Casey, how has it been working with like each other as best friends and roommates? Because that's that's a lot for friends to do. Is it what you guys expected? Um, yeah, I think we were just telling you before this started, but I was like, Casey's probably like the first roommate I've had where I'm like, there is no drama. Like we don't fight. We have been friends for a long time like you'd think mm -hmm. something would come up but we're both clean so yeah. that's like a huge thing <laughs> that helps a lot um yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> um so honestly this process has been easy in that sense um blogging and having a youtube channel is a lot more work than i think we thought yeah. um it's a lot of editing you have to find time like we don't have the same schedule yeah. at all she's still playing volleyball and going to school and i work and so it's like I don't know, it seems it seemed a lot easier. Like yeah. we'll do it every single Tuesday at nine AM and like yeah. that never <laughs> works. Yeah. So um I think just understanding that uh, we have grace for each other when it comes to like time management and stuff. Like Casey edits all of our stuff, like I try to like search like SEO and description stuff and so we kinda have a teamwork going, mm -hmm. I'd say. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard because you know, our platforms on mental health and this makes us very anxious, you know, when we're not sticking to our schedule, it's like, oh my gosh, there's no schedule, we missed a week, 
the spiral starts and we kind of have to look at each other and be like, you know what? Like, (laughs) it's okay because guess what? That's what we're trying to tell the people that we're trying to help is that it's okay to take a break. It's okay to take a breath and slow down (laughs) and pause. And so, I don't know, it is a lot more work than we thought. And I think the hardest thing working together is that we're both just anxious. Like, sometimes (laughs) if we're both anxious on the same day, then it's kind of like... We're doomed. Why do we do this? <laughs> for the most part, for the most part, it's the best working with your best friend. Like I can't. I don't know. It's the best thing ever. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, all the hard work is definitely rewarding. Like we wouldn't trade this for the world. Like it's probably one of the most um, ambitious but rewarding things I've ever done. What you would agree? But yeah. um, just the feedback we've gotten and just learning so much about ourselves as well as other people is just super cool so yeah we're thankful yeah you guys are very fortunate because i feel like not all friends will have such a great experience (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong about the anxiousness though (laughs) (laughs) um katherine what have been some of like your biggest takeaways or lessons that you've learned from your clients and the people that you work with today oh um biggest takeaway i've learned from my clients is that most of us feel stuck. So like one of the big questions or three big questions I asked with life coaching is like, where are you at today? Where do you want to be? And what's getting in the way? And that's a, that could be hours and hours of a conversation right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest takeaway is that most of our road, roadblocks are self-imposed. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my roadblock was thinking um, that I wasn't smart enough. Like who am I to say I'm gonna do this? So that's called imposter syndrome. I can't do that because everyone's going to know I'm a fraud or everyone's going to know that I didn't finish college or everyone's going to know I don't have any business sense or like whatever. So it's imposter syndrome is one of the biggest deals. Um, we have these dreams and we want to do them, but we're, we don't feel worthy to do them or we think everyone's going to laugh at us because they'll be like, she doesn't have any credentials. What does she think? Who does she think she is? Yeah. You know, I remember a long time ago I was nursing my baby and I was watching Oprah and Oprah was talking about the friends that aren't your friends, and they're like, and she said it. I can't say the way she does it, but she said it in a way where the friends are like, well, who does she think she is doing all that, you know? And, like, that's, I think, what we're all afraid of is, like, that. And so most people have the imposter syndrome. Most people have self-imposed roadblocks, which means um, they believe certain stories about themselves. Like, I believed all those things. But in order for me to start believing differently about myself, I had to force myself to have a new experience. Because you can't outthink it. You can't be like, well, no, I'm going to do that. Well, you can't do it unless you do it. <laughs> like, like I'm going to start dating again. I'm going to get myself ready. I'm going to get myself ready. I'm going to get myself ready five years later. Well, you <laughs> got to go on the first date. So you can have the bad one and then have 500 more bad ones until you find the one. You know, but it's like you can't outthink it. You have to out-experience it, whatever that experience is. Like, tonight, was I anxious? Yeah, absolutely. Did I have some diarrhea? Sure. <laughs> but it's like you have to, like, you have to, like, have the experience. You have to have, you know, and I've done it before, but I still get anxious. But then after it's over, I'm building up that resilience and gritty, like, bank accounts. I'm like, well... I've done it before, I can probably do it again. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so it's about, it's it's all self-imposed roadblocks. We tell ourselves these stories, and these stories don't belong to us. The story of that um, I'm only good to be married or um, to have babies or whatever it is or that I'm not that smart, um, those are stories society told me. I didn't, I didn't tell myself that story, but someone told me that story when I was young. Or my parents told me that story. I have great parents, but in their, in their 
ways of parenting, they accidentally pass that on to me. My old religion passed that on to me. You know, I've, I have a lot of stories, and my ex-husband passed it on to me, like, oh, you didn't finish college, like, you're lazy, you never finish anything. Well, I believed that, and sometimes I still do. You know, but I, anytime I hear that negative voice in my head, I'm like, well, is this my voice? Or is that that advertising, that billboard's voice? Or is that someone on social media, is that their voice, and they're so successful and so pretty and so blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever, like, most of these voices don't belong to me, and they don't belong to my clients either. So we do, like, a gremlin game, or, like, they'll name the voice... You know, and then it's like, okay, you're going to go tell, like, Miss Pissy Potty, go sit in the corner right now, and you're going to deal with that. Whatever, it's their choice, whatever voice they want to name it. So we work, like, a lot on those things as well. But, like, that kind of takes the sting out of it when you name it kind of something. Yeah. Funny. You know? That's a cool trick. Yeah. But, yeah, I would say that's the biggest thing I've learned is that all of our roadblocks were put in there. We have voices in our head that are put in there by someone else, and it's up to us to remove them. But you can only remove them through new experiences. Janie, I know that um, you like to work with businesses that focus around sustainability and, um, and fashion, and so has that always been a dream of yours when you were thinking about doing what you're doing now? No. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say I did not care about the planet until my late 20s. Is um, that when you were in your education that you learned about it? or No, I think being in Los Angeles, and it was during yeah. the drought as well, mm -hmm. so gross things like don't flush your toilet if you pee. And I still do that, and my boyfriend's like, you're disgusting. And I'm like, it's just, and like, I just do it now. Like, to do that. I like, don't even think about it. But up into my late 20s, when I think the movement of taking care of our planet started happening, I started doing more research. And it's so important. Like, Mother Earth, the planet, whatever you want to call her, like, she provides for us in every way possible. And here we are, like, killing her. And like, if I ever have children, and those of you who have kids or want to have kids, like, how are we going to leave this planet to our children knowing that it could not be here in the next few hundred years or whatever it may be for that timeline. Um, I didn't want to be like every other shop and have all the same things. And so it was important to me to find sustainability with brands that hand make their clothing because they're providing jobs for the companies and the cities that they belong to. So like one of our brands, I go to Europe and um, it's based in Warsaw, Poland. And they oh, sell everything in-house and so that provides so many jobs for them. One of our jewelry brands, she donates 5% of her proceeds back to a women's and children's organization in Minneapolis to help with um, the arts for kids and women who want to go into the arts. And just stuff like that where it's not just about how the clothing is made, but it's also giving back to the community and giving back to the planet. And stuff like this, like this wasn't handmade, this was made in a factory, but our goal is like pants like this or a shirt like this, it's not trendy. You're not going to wear it this year and the next season not want it anymore. Like you're going to wear this for the next five years. And it may not be made how we want it to be made, but it's going to be sustainable in the sense that if people are shopping less, then it's not as harsh on the planet. Mm -hmm. And we also oh. don't carry denim because <gasps> it's so bad for the planet. And we have a hard time finding brands that make denim really? not a terrible way. Do you think more businesses are going towards sustainability? Yes. Is that, yeah. Yes. And I think everyone says it, too, because mm -hmm. it's like the right thing to say. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, like, this was made in a factory. Like, what I'm wearing, what Elise is wearing, like, by no means is everything that we have sustainable. Um, it's timeless. It's, it's timeless. a start, though. It's yeah. a start. It's a start. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, that's a timeless outfit, can get back to the handmade items from all around the world. Um, but like I said earlier, like, we had to pivot to meet the demands of what people were wanting during the pandemic and to meet the demands of the community around us. And we are close to Boise State, and I think a lot of our clientele is that younger generation. 
I think in doing so and creating this line, there's there's um, representation. Yes. So any shade, not just like black or you know white. It's you know Hispanic. It's Asian. Like you can come in and get a greeting card from us. And it'll be like, you know, the person you're giving it to. So it's like, it's not just a card. It's something that can actually reach their hearts. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Like one that we have some that say like Feliz Cumpleaños and then some others that are, mm -hmm. um, that have a black woman in the front and you're like, you never see this here. You never see this, but I would give this to my friend because it shows them and who they are and it, it reaches their hearts. Yeah. So we're looking for more local vendors, too. So if you're <laughs> yeah. ladies, you know, we're all that welcome too. to it. And especially collaborating, especially yeah. if we're still, like, if we're in the same, um, in the same hub of things, we still, like, if you're a balloon company and we're a balloon company, we're not going to be like, no, we don't want to work with you. <laughs> but we can always come together collectively to build something even better. So right. we're always up for that. Yeah. yeah. Community over competition. I think that is really hard. It's been here. really hard here for us, at least, because we are this, you know, small company, and there's other companies, and we kind of get a little, like, picked on a little bit, kind of, because we're a duo, but yet, um, we're still new, and we're so fresh, so it's kind of, it's just been nice to come in a space like this, where you're welcomed, and it's all a group of ladies, and right. we're all different, so. and just about empowerment, and how, you know, you don't always have to compete with the person across the street from you. Yes. Ever. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the scarcity awesome. mindset of like, there's only a pie and there's only one, like a big enough pie for me. Right. So, you know, I can't have all the balloon business. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like there's Starbucks, you know, there's those bros, there's Black right. Bros, there's, you know. Yeah. Right. And then, and there's so many like times that we go to, you know, a setup and we see this kid scream and just come and like, just get so excited. And we're, we look at each other and we're like, oh, this is why we do this, you know, it makes us really happy. And then just to see that here too, it's like, voice is growing, it's getting bigger, there's more and more people and there's more and more reasons to celebrate. Yeah. So. And like you guys said, like representation is just like so important and it doesn't matter if there's like other balloon businesses or party supplies, like you guys are the only you and like that's like what you guys bring to the table. And so I think that's awesome that you guys stepped up to the plate and we're just like, we're gonna figure this out and we're just gonna make it work because a lot of people have the dreams and like the aspirations and a lot of people will do the work to get there. That's so right. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Marissa, so since you've just kind of been on this journey the past year, where do you see um, your advocacy work and um, like wellness coach going in the future? So right now, because I've just barely started and I realize how many people I have inspired, <laughs> um, I want to work towards, you know, doing more events like this and inspiring others, um, talking about it maybe through a YouTube channel and getting more sentimental and kind of detailed about how I've come about. Um, mainly, I mean, because I just, I wasn't who I was before. I kind of want to share with the world who I am today and who I'm aspiring to be because I'm still beginning. Like, I'm still figuring out what I love and what I want to do and what I um, am passionate about, I guess you could say. But it's one thing is mental health, because I've come from such a negative outlook on life to such a positive one, where it's opened doors for me that I didn't have before. Like for instance, I do own my own little business. Um, I have MRT's Nutritious Treats, which oh. is I make protein shakes, protein waffles, and what we call a tea bomb, which is a healthy energy drink. So I use Herbalife products, that's what's helped me lose the weight and get a little bit more lean with my workout.
workouts and everything like that. So because it's helped me, I decided to invest into the products. And I create all of these treats for people who want it um, and need it right now as far as delivery because of the pandemic. So not a lot of people want to go into a storefront or anything like that. They would rather have it like at their doorstep. So I've been doing that as well. So sharing with the community more, I guess that's my where I would like to go more yeah. is kind of get myself out there because I'm kind of shelled. <laughs> I guess I am not where I want to be. So I kind of downplay my growth a lot um, and I don't share it with everybody as I should. Um, so it's definitely, I think, growing more and getting better at being more confident because I'm very confident when I'm on myself. <laughs> but doing things like this is kind of nerve-wracking because it's just, you know, sharing it with strangers that I, I don't know any of you. Yeah. So to be able to open up and share my journey and be more public with it so that way it can help other people who are currently struggling in their life. Maybe they're not happy. Maybe they're in a relationship where they're comfortable. Maybe somehow I can be relatable and say, okay, well, if she can do it, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, I think, what we all want to do is inspire everybody and just, you can come from this, but you can do this. Totally. So I yeah. think that's where I want to go. <laughs> yeah. But step by step, like they said, exactly. you know, it's one day at a time. So I want to conquer everything, <laughs> but I got to do it one step at a time. Yeah. So. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies. You guys have been just so inspiring, like I said, just to open up and to share. Cause it's like I said, I feel like that's how we're going to grow, is able to lean on each other, learn from each other, and grow. Um, one of the questions I always ask my guests when I close up my podcast, though, is what is one positivity act that you guys can challenge yourself and others to do this week? So um, thought we could go around um, and maybe say, what is something, it could be as simple as um, just opening the door for someone. You see them walking in and they have their hands full and you have to stand there for an extra five seconds. Take that five seconds. Like, it might make their day. So something as simple as that, what could you guys challenge? We'll start with you, Marissa. I would say affirmations. Because I think, like, going with what she had said, we definitely tell ourselves we can't do certain things. Um, It's a big part of mental health to tell yourself, no, I can do this. I'm worthy. I'm wealthy. I'm these things today to start your day and even when you see a stranger on the street you look nice I like what you're wearing things like that will make somebody's day and you won't even know it yeah so it's affirmations for me I definitely think that can help the community yeah so a positive thing for the week yeah yeah Yeah. so for me everyone wants to know like how to feel better about themselves how do I grow my self-esteem how do I grow my self-confidence and this is how you do it you keep your promises friends, to your family, and to yourself. And I'm not saying you got to go balls to the wall. <laughs> but if you say you're going to wake up at 7.30, wake up at 7.30. Yeah. Those tiny little things will build your self-esteem. And when that starts happening, you're unstoppable. Keep your promises. Um, one thing about our channel that we haven't really touched on that we talk about is body image. And I know, I mean, girls our age, but I think it goes from when you're in elementary school all until a, through adulthood, like yeah. you struggle with your body image. And so one thing that I've found helpful and we've talked about a little is like, it's so easy to pick yourself apart in the mirror. You look at yourself, you're like, oh my gosh, I hate this, this. I wish I was like this. Like talk about some good things. Like you can say, oh, I wish that I did this, but my hair looks really good today, or, but you have a pretty smile, and kind of go from there. 
I think just focusing on bad things and not even addressing any of the good things that you might feel confident in or love about yourself mm -hmm. can start your day off terribly. So that's what I would say. Um, I don't know, I like the whole, like, pay it forward idea. I think that'd be cool. I think that, like, we like to compliment, like, our young followers who reply to us and stuff, so I thought, like, hopefully that inspires them to pay it forward and, um, do something like that, but I was slightly fun to, like, buy someone's groceries, or we always wanted to, like, go around town and, like, just hand out a flower. I don't know, just yeah. something that's, like, a positive reminder that maybe someone's going through something and you, one simple word or one simple flower could change your whole day. So. Did you know that today is National Pay It Forward Day, guys? Wow. No. <laughs> 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 so kind. I think my positive um, is to try to comment. This sounds silly. Comment more on um, other businesses or. Yeah. Women's socials. So true. Yeah. Um, just a few hearts probably goes a long way. I know yeah. I feel good when someone comments on my photos. Instead of just liking, it's going a step like further um, or sharing someone else's business on your story. I run our social media for the most part, and so I get caught up in that, and I don't appreciate my own friends or, you know, things that I do like. I say it in my head, but I don't actually like let them go. So that's what I like. Yeah. yeah. I think my positive would be um, a lot of the times we get cut off in traffic and a lot of times we get people talk over us and people um, can be just really, really rude. But I think that my positive and my challenge is to kind of step into their shoes uh, throughout everything is to step into someone else's shoes when they're doing something wrong or even if they're not doing something wrong. I think that if you step outside of yourself and what you need to do on your daily basis, what's on your plan or what's on your schedule for the day, but rather than just looking at these individuals and saying, I wonder what their background is coming from or just seeing that, what they go through every single day could be completely different than me. So I think that my challenge is to look at that and then move forward with your day with those thoughts and those, that mindset. Okay, I will say you gotta stop comparing. Yes. Because, <laughs> like, over quarantine, I had three kids at home trying to, like, run a million different things. And I was, like, really struggling. <laughs> and it's easy to look at other women that have, like, six kids, and they're like, I love this. So, learning that we all have our own unique gifts and talents, and we all have our own. size of plate that we can handle and learning what your plate is and like just sticking to it yeah. and, and just understanding that we are all different and it's okay like someone can handle a million things and I don't have to do that or you know, maybe I'm really good at this and, and that's great but so just learning your gifts and then um, not comparing yeah we Elisa and I feel very strongly about taking care of humans I think all of us you know it's our responsibility to take care of each other and we've worked with um, companies like YWAM with refugee kids or with Boise Angels with kids who are in foster homes and, or it could be a homeless person. So if you guys are looking to give back to the community and to help people, Boise Angels does do like a, a box, a gift box where you can learn about a kid, what they want, and then buy these things for a specific child or YWAM is an excellent program or just homeless people. Like we have a lot in the downtown area. And so like most of the time we'll, like, we'll go buy them lunch. And it doesn't have to be like a huge gesture 
for like a huge amount of money because like I said, like I still serve in the evenings and we're an up and coming business, but we're more fortunate than a lot of people are. And I think just giving back and taking care of each other. If we all did it, we would all be in a very different place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly as I was say, it's contagious. It just takes one person to pass it along and create the cycle. So well, once again, thank you ladies for sharing and thank everyone for coming out. Please feel free to stick around. We have the vendors in the back. So we'd love to chat with you guys and do some shopping back there. Are you guys ready for the positive perspective of the week? So for this week's positive perspective, I actually found it by following a new Instagram account that's called Global Positive News. And if you guys don't follow like positivity, inspiring, like uplifting Instagram pages, definitely recommend to kind of like go through and update your feed. The story is actually a little bit older when I looked into it, but it was just so cute and so inspiring. And so there's this young seven-year-old boy who he was born with a cleft lip and an eye condition where he had two totally different eye colors. One is very blue and one is very green. And he said that growing up, he got bullied a lot and just got made fun of and just really struggled with his his uniqueness and his differentness and and then one day his mom actually was in a Facebook group and found this cat that was up for adoption you guys that also had a cleft lip and a one bright blue eye and one bright green eye and the mom is like this son is made for my cat and so they went and they took a road trip and they adopted this cat and brought it home and was able to show the son that it is okay to be different and there's something special and unique in all of us and it, it doesn't change the love that people have for you. So because of that cat, he's since been able to kind of just like own more of who he is and focus on the aspects of himself that he finds positive and is able to kind of share that in his story with the world. It was just so sweet, just a reminder that own who you are guys because you are the only person who is out there like you and that is truly your one unique gift that you can offer to the world so thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of positive perspectives and remember guys to keep spreading positivity because i truly think it's contagious love you guys hey friends thanks so much for sticking around and listening if you enjoyed that episode please rate review and subscribe I'd love to hear what you enjoyed, what topics you'd like to hear, and it would really mean a lot to me. Episodes will be released every Wednesday, and you guys can also find me on Instagram at Positive Perspectives Podcast. Thanks, guys, and tune in next week for another dose of positivity.